In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
hard, three stacks, keep your heart, hey, keep your heart, three stacks, keep your heart, man, these girls are smart, three stacks, these girls are smart, play your part. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your buddy Ryan. If you hear that that pep in my voice, it's that's just acting. I'm so miserable. No, <laughs> we made it through the week. We did it. You did it. I couldn't have done this without you. Are you kidding me? This is mainly all you guys. You got me through the week. And so now we are going to celebrate together by talking trash about a lot of pop culture stars, actors, musicians. And then on top of that, we're going to do Real Housewives of Miami, the new season, an episode five recap. And it's it's really good because last week, you guys, was when Lenny, Lenny I'm a fugly slut, ugly Hawkstein, um he at the end he he had a hot mic moment he was like no no nobody knows no 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 when his friend was talking to him and he was mic'd up he's like yeah that's why i'm talking soft yeah it's like you idiot that's why a mic is so you can talk soft and it still picks up your voice my god lenny this guy must just do uh he just must he must be a genius at making the boobs and everything else he's just extremely dumb at um, <laughs> also, you, you're probably not watching this on YouTube. If you are, and by the way, you can watch a lot of these on YouTube, you guys. I want you to know that I, it's the little things in life that make you happy, right? You don't need to live the Lenny Hochstein life. You don't need a big mansion or a boat or a plane or any of that stuff. I bought myself a little piece of happiness today, and I was really on the fence for a long time about it. And... But I did it today. I, it came in the mail, and this thing cost me $10, and already it is so, it's like, I'm like, oh my god, this is money so well spent. I bit the bullet, and yeah, I bought um, the necklaces that you put around your eyeglasses so you don't lose them. Look, see? YouTube, look at this. And it just hangs like a beautiful necklace. I think this is just just black stretch this is like a shoelace i don't know but it you clip it around your glasses and i tell you guys i've had this for a couple hours now guess what haven't lost my glasses yeah that's how bad it's gotten though you guys i'll i lose everything right and it whether it be my glasses i'll be in bed i'll just lose my glasses i'll take my glasses off to read the phone and then all of a sudden i'm just pound like just patting my bed for these things or, or the remote and then sometimes I'll find the glasses instead of the remote, and I'll think the remote are the glass. It's a whole mess over here. So finally, I was like, should I be embarrassed? Should I just, because I saw these in a movie about old people, <laughs> that I was like, that's something. And and by the you know what, like, I'm not vain anymore. Like, that's, that's out the window. So I was like, yeah, let's do the necklace thing. And I put it on. I've never felt more like something was made for me. And then I was like, why can't I put everything on on like little shoelaces, little shoelace necklaces. Why? You know, I feel like everything I could do my phone that way. I'll just, I'll end up looking like Mr. T or, you know, just like one of the, like just, just chained out, but it's just all stuff that I need. My keys, my computer. I just get 30 necklaces and put everything around me. So I never lose anything ever again because it's gotten ridiculous. Like I get made fun of for it now. And then the air tags, they have these air tags now that everybody uses. 
And I have a couple of them, but like one I lost, one just fell out of the holder and that's not my fault. And then like everything I do lose, I'm like, oh, I should have put an air tag on that. But some of the things you're like, I can't tape an air tag to some of these things. But everybody's just like willing and everybody's like seems to have like they have air tag money. Like everybody's just like, oh, yeah, I just I put one on my toast. I put one on my coffee. And like you seem like you just have air tags coming out the wazoo. But Airta- I do have a couple, and I have one. I have a wallet. I have a wallet that has a space for an AirTag now. That's how sad it is. And all you know, if I ever pass, which I think I might live forever, who knows? Um, like, do the AirTags go with me? Like, by the way, that's a great thing. You know what? That'll test out a theory that could really prevent grave robbers. If I do put it, like somebody put an AirTag with me in the coffin, if I go that route. And just test it out every once in a while. Also, do the air tags go with you to heaven, you know, or hell? I mean, do they go to you in the afterlife? Because that, I'm telling you, if Apple decides, if they find the technology to you, the cloud service, if they find a way that we can pay extra where we can access the cloud service in heaven, game over, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Then you know like, you know the afterlife's going to be good then. Because you can access all your programs, all that shit you're, like, sitting on. But I'm, like, I'm like five episodes into The Traders right now on Peacock. Like, I could, you know, but I'm, like, oh, my God, I want to enjoy this. And it's taking forever to get through for some reason because I'm busy. But I was, like, oh, if I just had that in the cloud, I get to heaven. And I'm, like, oh, I can just, I can just sit. I have, I have until, not even until the end of the world. It's heaven. So I'm just here forever. Then I can want that would make me feel so much better. I always say that, or if I could find out they would do this in prison, which, by the way, let's just get into it, you guys. Um, let's talk about prison, or let's talk about Jen Shaw, who will be going to prison. And at this point, I am, I'm, 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 I'm ready. Let's get her there. Let's, you know what? Let's get her started early. So yesterday on the show, we uh, we talked about a couple of theories I had for the th- three episode Salt Lake reunion. It was supposed to start last night. They pushed it a week, and guys, there is a huge mess. So a lot of this was what I said, but it turns out Jen pulled another fast one. Jen conned somebody again. Um, okay, so Jen Shaw released her statement today. We started getting word around uh, this afternoon on Thursday. That uh, Andy had let somebody in the Watch What Happens Live audience, I think Real Moms of Bravo got this, that he said he wasn't able to make the Jen Shaw interview happen and that he was a little frustrated about that because he was supposed to do it this past weekend. So, you know, I was like, oh, shit, like what's going to happen then? Because they have these three episodes scheduled. Now, I'm hearing from some sources that the third episode now will be never before seen footage. And I was like, oh, God, are you kidding me? But... That could be good. They can finally put all the shit bad-mouthing Jen that they've been not airing on these shows trying to kiss her ass in some way. Jen Shaw is not a friend to you, Bravo. It is not a friend to you, Salt Lake. All these cast members should be ashamed of Jen Shaw, not just because she stole from the elderly, but she wildly screwed the show. She really did. And she has such an elevated, um, I think, opinion of herself and what she means in the... Um, the history of housewives. And I just, I hate to break it to you. It's, it's, you, you, it, it's not that deep girl. You were on one season and the next season we knew you were a criminal. There's been three seasons entirely. Two of them. You've been like, you know, literally, you literally ran 
from the Homeland Security. Like the you ran, remember that? And then you blamed it on Coach and said he had an anal fissure. And then Coach had to be like, "Yes, Andy, I did. I did have that anal fissure. That's very true. A lot of anus problems. Yes, you uh, ask my doctor. Like, and those are the things where with Bravo and Andy. I know you're not listening, but if somebody can pass this clip along, if anybody from Bravo is listening. Let's, uh, anybody says this shit again. So, hey, you know what? We're going to take a pause. We're going to call the doctor real quick. We just want confirmation on this. If I could also get a receipt, uh, maybe something from your insurance company. I'd love to take a look at all that. Like, you know what? I don't believe anybody anymore. These shows have made me so damn paranoid. And I'm like, no. And also, let's see the anus. You know what I'm saying? Let's see where you had the scar on the anus. Because I just don't buy it. Like, you're saying the same day that the feds came for Jen Shaw... She ran, but she only ran because wildly at the same exact moment, the feds were after her, coach's anus exploded. <laughs> Could you imagine? It's, it's like, where did Clark Kent go? Why is Superman always show up when Clark disappears? It's always like, when does coach's anus flare up every time somebody's after Jen Shaw? Um... I'm sorry. I just don't believe anything anymore. And you could be like, oh, that's so ridiculous of you, Ryan. But is it like this, this lady's a con artist? This is what you, if you I really recommend that show Traders on on Peacock because it, it really shows I'm not in that deep of a way, but it shows how, you know, human psychology works and how we want to believe people, how we're open to suggestions from other people that kind of shape how we think. I mean, listen, even this podcast, I always tell you, do your own digging. But I'm sure I've said some stupid shit. And then people have been like, well, I heard that. You know, like, who knows? I'm told. But regardless, let's read you Jen Shaw's official statement, you guys. And you know it's official because she stamped at the real Jen Shaw under. She watermarked it. I'm like, girl, nobody's trying to steal your statement, you weirdo. You kook. Go to jail already. Please stop. Stop. I was like, I, I was one of the ones I got conned because I was like, you know what? I don't want to hear from Jen, but I want at least Andy to get that interview and not somebody else. And now I'm like, who the fuck would else would want this interview at this point? Did you guys see this? A ABC uh, did one of their nightline. I think it was called Impact. And you can find it on, um, I think, the Hulu. Sorry, the Hulu app right now. But it interviews two of Jen Shaw's victims. And I'm telling you. Fuck Jen Shaw. Honestly. Honestly. So let me read you the statement. <laughs> I always used to hate this with Howard Stern. What you know, he'd be like, he'd start the show, he'd be like, okay, well, I'm gonna tell you this story about what I did this weekend. And then he would like keep changing topics and he would get further and further away from the story that I wanted to hear. And then he'd be like, ah, oh, we don't have time for that story. Ah, oh, sorry. And I now I'm like, that's so infuriating, but I see now how that happens. Cause you just get started talking and then your mind goes in 30 different directions. Okay. Here we go with her. Hit, yeah. Her official statement it says official statement from Jen Shaw regarding one-on-one -on -one with Andy Cohen and Bravo on January 6th. I stood before judge Stein and asked him to see me not as a fictionalized character, but as the real Jen Shaw. I am now at a point legally, emotionally, and mentally where I can answer some questions and provide a few unknown details about my case. I want and need to share these critical facts. I owe it to those that love and support me to hear the truth. I will not be doing 
the one-on-one with Andy Cohen and Bravo because of their unwillingness to remove contractual provisions that would allow the network to legally make misrepresentations of me and my story relating to any and all topics prior to and during the course of my participation. This specific one-on-one interview was not part of my Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reality TV contract. I promised myself and my loving family that I would not allow this portion of my life to be sensationalized or inaccurately conveyed. Too many people have been hurt by my actions and my inability to control my own narrative. I would rather remain silent and wait until I am able to accurately share my story than continue having complete lies and misrepresentations about me smeared across the headlines. I intend to speak, and you will hear from me. I will share my story and this painful part of my life very soon. Jen Shaw. Okay, let's break this down. Okay, first off, once again, a big F you, Jen. Like, my God, you dork. You cut one of the only people out of your life that was willing to, like, pay you legally. Are you kidding me, you dork? I love how this statement also, like, it's the show, you guys. Now, she's been stealing for over a decade, for like 12 years, but it's like, this show that started three years ago made me a criminal. Of course, I was stealing for nine years before the show, but this show started showing larger groups of people that I I was a criminal, and that that cannot be stood for. No, I'm just thank God she didn't bring up elders in this. Like (laughs) Jen listened to the elders, and they told her not to do the Bravo one-on-one. Also, this seems like okay. So let's break this down a little bit. Um. Bravo, because of their unwillingness to remove contractual provisions that would allow the network to legally make misrepresentations of me and my story relating to any and all topics prior to and during the course of my participation. So this means that Jen was not able to control the narrative. She is right. But she was going to lie in the controlling of that narrative. Now, Andy or Bravo or both or the producer said, you know, we do have to answer. We do have to ask you some of these things. We need to ask. Like these things actually came true. And Jen still has not gotten a like a true cover story of worth any salt. She still is very uncomfortable admitting that she truly is guilty. She truly is. Period. Period. There's no like there's no gray area here. You know, uh, the Chrisleys, who just actually reported to prison this week, Todd, Julie, hope you're well. Um, by the way, <laughs> the wife, she already got transferred to a medical facility. She's in a very low security prison. She got transferred to a medical facility today, and the statement was great. They're like, well, nothing's actually really wrong with her. We, you know, I'm like, oh, cool. So are you allowed to, like, just go, hey, I want to go to the hot. Can you, like, go to Target? Like, hey, would you guys, the guards, would you be willing to do a Target run with me? Like, I'm like, this shit is wild. But Jen was not able to, like, she was going to be asked a couple of tough questions. And she wants a puff piece. She wants, like, my fans out there. Like, okay, you could just call the two people that, the the fans, just directly at this point, Jen. Like, we don't believe anything that you say. Honestly, and I'm sorry, you would have been paid for this, dum-dum. Who's going to want this interview now? Like, WeTV? Who's, who's like, is this going to be public access? What, are you going to sell this on pay-per-view? 
Like who Bravo is would have been the place to go. Are you trying to sell a Netflix documentary? Are you trying to save it for a book? Like even the book's going to be bullshit because you know Jen's not going to write it. That girl would pass it over to a ghostwriter faster than Carol Radswill would, you know? And I'm joking. Carol wrote her own book. We all know that. Um, so it's really frustrating that this would have been the place. But she's still at a place. And I, this is my theory. If you were to really look at the psychology of it. I still think a lot of her family has been misled by Jen Shaw. And I think a lot of them are still being given excuses that since they never went to trial, her family still, you know, I'm not talking about coach, but I'm talking about a lot of the other family. They've not really had access to a lot of the facts. So Jen is still able to misrepresent herself to these people. And, you know, that read to me of like, see, you know, so she can show that family, see, see. I, I still like I can't tell the real truth. They wanna they wanna try to misrepresent. And that's why I just think it's so ridiculous. But also, what a way to fuck yourself even worse than you already were. Because Bravo, listen, they're they're never gonna really come out and say it, but you know they're not gonna take too kindly to this. This deal should have been in place last week, and they probably went on good faith. And by the way, that's probably a little dumb on their part, because you are dealing with a criminal. Like, honestly, you are. And uh, so we're not going to get to see it. But that's what's a bummer. I wish they had just then started the reunion last night. The sooner we can get this over, the better. And now we're going to drag this out? I mean, truly, I what do you, I like, it's, if she wasn't able to answer the softballs Andy would have given her, that I don't know where she's going to go. And are we really interested in just hearing Jen espouse? Like, she's going to wind up on, like, two T's in a pod or something. She's going to wind up on some stupid podcast and being like, let me tell you my version of the story. And then the guy will be like, can I ask? No, no, I've got to tell you mine. I've got to say it all. It's just ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. And I really just serve your time, get it done. I have a feeling... I don't know. I have a feeling she truly is. And I know we've said this, but I feel, I feel like there's a mental illness there that she is so in deep. She's so deep in this character of this betrayal of Jen Shaw portrayal of Jen Shaw. Like I, the judge saw the real Jen Shaw girl. Do you know how much you begged to be on this show? She begged you guys. Have you seen her audition video? She wanted this so badly. This is the thing when, you know, these shows turn from, you know, natural friendships to all of a sudden being cast and they have casting directors keeping an eye on people like Jennifer Aiden was on the their radars for a couple of seasons. Like I always compare it to Saturday Night Live, like Lauren Michaels has their eye on a couple of people and they're like, you're not ready yet. We'll try you next year. You know, the same thing with Housewives now. A lot of these ladies have been in the producers and the casting directors. These people know them for years and years. Remember Jennifer Aiden bought her house just so it would look more attractive to the New Jersey audience? Jen Shaw rented the Shaw Ski Chalet for the same reason. And what a dumb move just to get on TV. Well, Jen, you got it, babe. You're on TV. It didn't turn out exactly the way you, you wanted it to. I don't know. It's so frustrating. I... I, I I don't know. It really is very frustrating. Um, also, Real Housewives of Potomac, Andy filmed the reunion tonight. So uh, that will be coming up pretty soon. Um, this season, it, it's okay. It's good. It's okay. The The seating list, you had Andy, you had Karen on his uh, his right. 
Giselle on his left, and then on Giselle's, you had Giselle, Ashley, Wendy, and then on the other side, you had Karen, Candace, Robin, and Mia. And uh, I know they brought Sharice out at some point as well. So yeah, I mean, good. They, I mean, those it'll be it'll be fun to watch. You know what I'm saying? Like with with Potomac, at least you know these ladies are going to bring it, and they're just going to be a fun watch. It might not be the most dramatic thing that you've ever seen. You might not get a lot of secrets revealed, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be funny. These ladies are really funny. And Salt Lake just doesn't doesn't have the, the juice right now. Uh, I am going to be recapping episode five of Real Housewives of Miami in a bit here. But uh, I wanted to say I watched the new episode of Miami today when I woke up on Peacock. This show is another one. It's just really entertaining to me. I really like these relationships. It makes me laugh. Dr. Nicole has really, I mean, really, I've turned a corner with her and I really, really like her. I still have some questions about how her husband, another lawyer, has a private jet and this amazing boat and this amazing house. You know, and I listen, I'm not going to let any other Tom Girardi's fool me. You know, like I remember asking those questions about Tom a long time ago and just kind of like, oh, well, I guess they just really he hit it. He hit it big on some big case. But this is another one where I'm like, come on, man. Like, really? Lawyers are making that kind of money. My voice gets all high when I say it. I'm like, lawyers are making that kind of money. <laughs> uh, okay, we're going to move on from the Bravo world in just a sec. Let me just make sure I got everything today I wanted to tell you. Um, uh, once again, um, yeah, that's, that, that's it. That is it. Let's uh, let's let's move on, shall we? Uh, th- we got some good news today too. Selena Gomez, right before I recorded a couple of hours ago, I told you the story that she was on. Uh, she was supposedly dating the guy from the Chainsmokers, um, and it turns out she has uh, said she is not. So we did it, folks. We expressed ourselves and we won. Oh wait, she took it down. Oh wait a sec. Well, in her Instagram earlier. Um, she put in her stories, she wrote, uh, she had like a dark gray sky and she says, hashtag I am single. And it says, I like being alone too much, but now that's not there anymore. So did she take it down? Did this Drew Taggart chain smoker guy go, please Lita, take it down. You're hurting my feelings. I'm having weird threesomes with my brother who everybody thinks is my brother was actually my DJ partner and my fans, please. Um, (laughs) please, Selena, I'm begging you do not go on call her daddy, please. Selena, please. We, we can't have this. And Selena, if you do go on call her daddy, please don't bring Steve Martin and Martin short, please. Please. Steve Martin, please don't, don't go on call her daddy. Speaking of call her daddy. So good news about Selena. We're going to leave that there, but call her daddy recently had John Mayer on, right? John Mayer today announced on January 26th, something is coming. People are speculating it's an album. Um, but I do want to, I do want to talk a second about the call her daddy interview. I can't get the answer to that on Apple watch. Whoa. Apple watch. Oh my God. Do you hate that one? I guess I had the thing down. (laughs) It's just been having me talk and I recorded all of it. And then it goes, I don't think it makes sense what you're talking about. Um, John Mayer supposedly releasing an album on January 26th, Call Her Daddy. I thought that was a weird thing because, listen, I'm a huge fan of Howard Stern. And Howard has talked about having wanting to have John Mayer on uh, very badly a lot of times. And John Mayer played at his 60th birthday party many years ago, killed it. 
but John never came on. And he said, one of the reasons, I, you know, I don't want to answer all these questions about past relationships and stuff. Howard's too good at that. But then he went on Caller Daddy. And I just thought, ah, what a low rent stern in a way. No offense to Alexandra Cooper. I know a lot of you guys like her. Uh, like I talk, you know, she gets those good sound bites. Um, you know, great. But I thought, you know, like John Mayer, I just like, ah, there's something. But then I realized this is my theory on John Mayer doing Color Daddy is that John Mayer has a new album coming out January 26th, which he just announced today, or that's what we're speculating it is. Um, and he went on Color Daddy because Color Daddy is, you know, paid for by Spotify. Spotify did a $60 million deal, like through so like through insane money. Like that is a once in a lifetime deal that just right place, right time. Alexandra had done all that work. There was that whole thing with Sophia with an F like that whole split and truly just that's magical. Like you $60 million talk about life changing for a podcast. Um, but I think John did that because, you know, he kind of scratched Spotify's back, so they'll scratch his. You do need these streaming companies in your pocket a little bit. You need them pushing. You need their algorithm on your side. It's like how so many artists try to do TikTok, um, you know, TikToks that blow up now. What was that? Was it Halsey that did that thing this past year where she's like, my record company says I can't release this unless I get a million. I think everything is artifice now. I think everything is Kardashianified, where everything is kind of scammy in a way. Like, it's all like, well, this is a way to do undercover advertising and you still look cool. But in reality, they're just kind of manipulating the audience in a way, if that makes sense to you guys. But I think John Mayer probably did the Caller Daddy interview because also he likes to reach young girls. <laughs> like he still is a rock star, you know, digs young women. And that's produced by Spotify. And I think, I mean, we'll see if it's true. We'll see if Spotify does a big push for the John Mayer album. So January 26th, if you're a John Mayer fan, you've got something to look forward to. I got to tell you, I saw Grateful Dead, uh, or sorry, Dead and Company twice in the past year and a half and i loved i loved him what a cool experience i finally got on the grateful dead train and it was really really magical very cool i saw it once at the hollywood bowl once at dodger stadium and i just loved it and it was one of those things where i was like fuck you <laughs> fuck you genshaw and fuck you john mayer because you're just like dude this guy has to be this talented and he's good looking and he's pretty funny and he said some really stupid things in the past and he's treated women like dirt a lot of you know we should do a whole episode on past john mayer relationships because you remember when he was in the krav maga phase when he was dating jennifer aniston like 12 years ago or something like he's been around my john mayer story uh i knew him very briefly when it was like around 2003 or four i was a general manager at a nightclub and i remember him and the maroon five guitarists were buddies and they would come in and then we would always wind back up at the mondrian i believe was it the Mondrian yet, yeah, or was it the standard? Anyways, one of those. And I remember he had this move, John Mayer, where he would like kind of put his hand on a girl's leg around the knee area and be like, You got you got really muscular legs. And it was like it was like kind of a move. And I was always just like, What? And I think that was like that was after Room for Squares had came out, and I think maybe it was around Continuum, that album, I think. Um But I always thought that was really funny. And I was just like, man, this guy, he's got he's got a bit of a patter, you know, this is how he talks to women. Um, so anyways, John Mayer, that's that. Let's see. What else do we got, folks? Let's spin it. Ezra Miller, this Ezra Miller, folks, they, uh, 
Ezra Miller, of course, is the troubled actor that uh, is going to be in Warner Brothers' The Flash. And this film has been finished for a long time now, but Warner Brothers doesn't know what the dick they're doing with all of their superhero movies. And so this Flash has the multiverse, which was set up in all the Spider-Man movies. Uh, follow me if you don't know what I'm talking about. But um, So in this one, it has like, like Batman, it has Ben Affleck's Batman, it has Michael Keaton's Batman. It had Henry uh, Cavill as Superman, but Superman, Henry Cavill just got told he's not coming back as Superman. So now they're re-editing that it uh, supposedly had Wonder Woman and Gal Gadot is no longer Wonder Woman. So that supposedly is getting cut from this movie. And Ezra Miller is now back in Los Angeles. They are doing reshoots for the flash because I'm sure they've had to really cut that movie up because of all of these changes to the Warner Brothers slate. Now, Warner Brothers is fascinating because they did all of this because they gave it over to James Gunn. James Gunn is really a really cool dude. He did all the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He did Suicide Squad, and he really loves comics. So I love that they handed it over to him, but it's just like DC is once again shown they have like Warner Brothers and DC show they have no really plan in place. Like the Marvel movies it's kind of cool because they started like, you know, at Iron Man and what they've built, it has a continuing story that's all kind of like inner tied and stuff. And now it's getting to be, you know, it's like that game. What is it with the, uh, is it Jenga? Yeah. Well, like with the big things at bars you play with Jenga, they have the little Jenga too, but I'm talking about the big ones and you just keep building it up and building it up. And on the lower end, it's like getting, you know, rockier and rockier because it has no foundation. I sometimes feel that with the Marvel movies. Cause it's like, man, what do they feel like they're 80 movies in and you're like, if you've missed one, you're all of a sudden talking about different universes. You're like, what the fuck is happening? Like, they really should give you a pamphlet before you go into some of these because you're like, how much of this shit should I know? And it has enough of a story where you can enjoy it without knowing everything. But it really takes off if you know all about uh, the multiverse and all that crap. So uh, DC has none of that, but Marvel has all of that, and that's why they do so good. So now they're trying to, they realize they can make billions in the long run if they now just chop everything up, throw everything away, and kind of start from scratch. But they want this Flash movie. Now, Ezra Miller, as you know, they uh, they have had so many different charges against them. They terrorized Hawaii a couple years ago, and then they moved to Vermont. There was an article in Rolling Stone that he uh, was almost kind of like a cult leader. He had uh, allegedly, you know, not kidnapped, but like this this uh, couple's daughter, He they were uh, bringing her around everywhere, and they allegedly had mind control over the... It's just, you got to read all this stuff. But anyways, Ezra Miller... Uh, just recently pled guilty in the Vermont burglary case, which he could have done jail time for. So Miller is expected to enter a guilty plea for a lesser charge of trespassing as part of an agreement to drop burglary and larceny charges. You got to pay attention to this because this this shows you what media conglomerates do. Like this is like greasing the wheels of the justice system. This guy has had multiple, multiple arrests in the last two years. I'm sorry. They have had multiple, multiple arrests in the past couple of years. And once again, you know, somebody stepped in here. Somebody stepped in and was like, you, you're the face of our franchise at Warner Brothers. We've put $300 million into this film and you better clean it up or like the fact the, the fact that they're throwing away Henry Cavill and Gal, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman and Superman, but they're keeping they're keeping Ezra Miller. 
So he's, he, this is, you know, he pled, uh, you know, pled guilty, but to a lesser charge, he's not going to serve any jail time. And now he's back in Los Angeles and then TMZ or one of these, you know, news agencies got him at the airport and he immediately starts smoking a joint. What a way to show that you are a okay, that you deserve to be the face of a franchise like these things, like actors kill for them. And and Ezra Miller, they are very charming in movies. Like I, I mean, the perks of being a wallflower. Oh, I, they they broke my heart in that movie. So good, and I wanted to love them in you know the Flash and Justice League, but I just I have no place anymore for just behavior like this. This is scary shit. And the fact that Warner Brothers is going to keep him. Like, this does not bode well. Like, it's, it's like, these these are, like, just easy things. Like, what is it? Why that good? You're telling me there is not another young actor that could, I mean, what about, uh, we were talking about that Dylan, um, who's the guy that everybody loves, everybody, he was in the Taylor Swift, uh, the, why am I, oh, Dylan, Dylan, I know, uh, the, uh, you guys, I'm literally having a stroke. Oh, Dylan O'Brien, that's it. Dylan O'Brien, I think, would be a great Flash. But, listen, I know you guys might not be into superhero stuff, but this is very pop culture, and this is very, like, because this is fascinating. Keep your eye on what Warner Brothers does, and you just really see how it's all about the money. Because this person should have been fired a long time ago. And I, I truly worry, because I think this, you know, they have... I think they'll snap at any point. You know, you just take a look at this guy and it just, it's just wild. So going to keep an eye on that. Happy birthday to Ashley West. Uh, she is, uh, she's a baddie. She's one of our uh, Facebook group members. If you want a Facebook group, I'm really digging our Facebook group lately. So bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. Go join post away post. Just don't be a dick. And I know that's, hard because sometimes it's really fun to be a dick online. It's just not my favorite thing. But uh, Ashley West, happy birthday. Ashley West also believes she makes these beautiful ornaments and she sent me um, for the holidays and I posted them on my Instagram stories, but so cool. I need to uh, post something else on my story about that. Also, um, let's see here. That 90s show, remember that 70s show that we loved with Topher Grace you know, Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis. Well, they have that 90s show that just premiered on Netflix today, and it's supposed to be pretty good. It's gotten really good Rotten Tomato reviews. I'm going to check it out over the weekend. But they dumped the episodes on Netflix, and all the original cast, for the most part, is, is you know, they're back. Not uh, Danny Masterson, who is uh, still up on rape charges because uh, they're going to retry that case. So uh, he is not involved, thankfully, but um, I'm down to see like that 70s show was just a really solid TV show. And those kids, they were kids at the time, you know, they all killed it. The casting was perfect. All of the like, oh, oh, yeah. And um, what's his name? Lindsay Lohan's uh, ex ex boyfriend, um, Will Wilmer Valderrama. Man, my, I'm I'm just two seconds behind today. Wilmer Valderrama is on it as well. But the, everybody was so good on that show. And the parents, they're back. So go check that out if you were friend, uh, fans of that 70s show. This is dark, man. Naomi Judd. Um, and we talked about her when she originally uh, passed away a couple of months ago. 
she was, of course, uh, the matriarchs, uh, matriarch of the Judd family. And her and her daughter Winona, they were known as the Judds. But she unfortunately took her life, and which is just insanely sad. But then this came out today, and I, I just thought wild that this came out. Like this is, I'm like I was blown away reading this just because I was like, did we really need to know this? Like I know it now, so I'm gonna talk about it. But it was one of those extremely private things that I was just like, oh, who leaked this? So Naomi Judd's heartbreaking last note. It says, do not, do not let Y, which is why Nona, come to my funeral. She is mentally ill. She had this note, and they have a picture of the note. Uh, the Grammy-winning singer-songwriter was 76, um, and her daughter, 58, they were about to go on a tour uh, together, and they had not even started rehearsing yet and uh, or doing costume fittings for it, but... You know, they had had multiple blowups, I guess, through the course of their career. And yeah, there's this note saying, do not let Y come to my funeral. She's mentally ill. And that has just got to be heartbreaking. Um, You know, I, I just can't imagine Winona reading that or finding out the news of that and that in her mom's last moments, she was that distraught with mental illness that she had actually written that that uh, about her own daughter so i'm sure there will be more news about that but at a certain point it's like let let these people like heal and 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 uh you know heal and mourn and and rest in peace that kind of thing so i just thought that was shocking and i wanted to tell you guys carol baskin remember her uh tiger king remember that thing we all watched and we thought it was brilliant because we were, there was a pandemic. <laughs> so we were like, well, I remember, what was it, eight eight episodes or something? I just remember going like, maybe the pandemic isn't all that bad. Like this crazy guy. And it was it was kind of that perfect thing that we all gathered around and goes, okay, yeah, okay. Maybe we, it's not bad if we can watch stuff like this. You go back and watch it now, it's, it's weirder and weirder. But the, one of the main conceits of that story is that, and also... Joe Exotic, the the star of Tiger King, if you want to say star, you know, he had this war against Carol Baskin, and he said that Carol Baskin fed uh, her ex-husband to tigers. And she said, no, like, you know, he, but, you know, he's saying, accusing Carol Baskin of killing her ex-husband. It turns out, and there, by the way, there is no official, official proof of this, or we have not seen any yet, but Carol Baskin, and this supposedly came out months and months ago, and the news, for some reason, didn't pick up on it. I didn't even, I mean, I usually pick up on stuff like this, and I'm like, oh, that's so weird. Her husband's alive, supposedly. They have proof that her husband's alive. Wait, wait, wait. Oh my God, I just looked it up to read it to you guys. And it says Florida Sheriff's Office says Tiger King star Carol Baskin's husband still missing despite her claims. Oh my God, I'm learning something as you learn something, you guys. And it says despite Carol Baskin's claim, her ex-husband Jack Don Lewis is still considered to be missing by the local authorities. We have not received any communication from our federal partners that confirms the location of missing missing person Mr. Don Lewis. 
A spokesman for the Florida Sheriff's Office commented after Baskin made shocking claims that her ex-husband is alive and well in Costa Rica. Authorities confirmed that Lewis is still listed as a missing endangered adult and their missing person case for him. Never mind, you guys. Okay. Okay. Game on. Game back on. Game's not over. We're, we're still playing. Um, <laughs> I guess in Tiger King 2, which I have never watched. I guess Tiger King 1 was like enough for me. I was like, okay, I'm good. Like, I really liked it. I'll always remember that time where I couldn't go outside and I wore a mask everywhere when I did uh, as being like prime time Tiger King time. But now I've kind of moved past that. So I don't need Tiger King 2 in my life. But I guess she made these statements in that documentary and none of us picked up on it because none of us watched Tiger King 2. We were like, no, let's leave that. Let's leave that in the past. We're good. <laughs> oh my god here's some good news if you're a big fan of Flo Rida the rapper um, and Flo Rida some of these rappers you get like worried because you know you don't think you know they're they're riding high with the, you know he had the breakout single low get low get low you know for 10 weeks that was number one in the United States it broke a record for digital download sales at the time of its release but that was a long time ago that was 2007 and then you're like how is Flo Rida doing well Flo Rida is doing great you guys because yesterday he won 82 million dollars in a lawsuit against energy drink company Celsius Woo, man that's good for you Flo Rida a jury found Celsius guilty of breaching an endorsement deal with Flo Rida that ran from 2014 to 2018. So you guys, this is wild because, by the way, Flo Rida is quoted saying, I've gained a new respect for the judicial system. <laughs> of course, somebody gave me two million. I'd be like, we have the best law in the land. Uh, it says, this was a long journey, but we prevailed from the start. I only wanted what I worked for. Nothing more, nothing less. So what happened, he, um, he claimed that Celsius owed him millions in added stock and royalties under the terms of their deal. But originally you guys, he was only owed like $83,000 and Celsius said, you know, like, oh, we're not going to pay you. And then it turns out they were completely wrong for that and they really had to pay. I don't know how you go from like $83,000 to $83 million. But he said, I guess through time, their sales and stock value skyrocketed. So with the terms of that deal, now if Celsius had just paid him originally, they would not be $83 million uh, less rich right now. Um, so I guess they had you know, at the time of the deal, the 1% ownership that they had promised him would have amounted to that, you know, $83,000, which is great, but they refused to pay that. Um, so this is wild, but imagine that. Flo Rida now is richer than a lot of people. Flo Rida was already, you know, probably okay, but now he's he's okay now for, we don't have to worry about Flo Rida for a long time. It's like now it's like, it's like worrying about contestants on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette where you're like, oh, I always say we're going to have to take care of these people until the day they die. And I'm like, there's only so many tummy tea endorsement deals to go around, but now we don't have to worry about Flo Rida. Flo Rida should be good unless he pisses it away in that, you know, Flo Rida, he might, he might get crazy. Um, Okay, Gossip Girl also by HBO Max got canceled today after the second season. Uh, so uh, all all you 
Gossip Girl reboot fans, the show wasn't that great. Uh, but yeah, HBO Max canceled it, which really sucks. They were really, I think HBO Max, really banking on the fact that that would kind of be water cooler shit like Emily in Paris and a lot of those other kind of tween, tweeny shows. And it just never took off the way that they wanted it to. So, But HBO Max... I would say they're making tough decisions, but they make so many stupid decisions, too. Also, a lot of people wrote me about Velma, the Scooby-Doo, not spinoff, but reimagining without Scooby. And Mindy Kaling does the voice of Velma. And a lot of people just hate it, hate it, hate it. And I was like, why do you guys hate Mindy Kaling so much? And a lot of people wrote back that she has very stereotypical characters um, in her shows, The Mindy Project and The Sex Lives of College Girls. And a lot of people are kind of not digging Mindy, Ka- Mindy, Mindy Kaling. I don't know enough to really comment on this. Um, I have watched a lot of videos on Mindy Kaling's face changing throughout the years in terms of plastic surgery. Actually, I'm having on somebody next week. We're going to talk a lot about plastic surgery. We're going to talk a lot about uh, diabetic drug Ozempic. So I'm excited to have this person back on again, but we're going to go through all of that. We'll go through some Mindy Kaling stuff as well. And finally, I wanted to talk to you guys about really breaking news this morning. This was... uh, this was really, it's, it's just a tragedy all the way around, but Alec Baldwin is going to be charged um, in the murder of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of Rust in New Mexico. This happened over, I believe, a year ago. It's been a long time. Uh, actually, yeah, she was, she was killed on October 21st, 2021. He is being charged with involuntary manslaughter. Um, and there are a lot of aspects of this case that, listen, I mean, it's really tough. Um, the armorer should not have had any live rounds and any guns. And they found five live rounds and guns laying around the set. And that is just a huge no, no. She was completely inexperienced. I believe she was the daughter of a very well-respected armorer. Armorer is the term on a movie set of the person that is in control of the weaponry. They are in charge of doing safety checks with the actors. They teach the actors the proper way to use the arsenal, all of this stuff. And, there's a couple of things with this why Alec Baldwin is getting charged is that, you know, he went on the defensive and did a lot of high profile interviews saying that, you know, I don't he doesn't feel guilty. You know, if I felt guilty, I would kill if I felt I really was responsible for this woman's death, I would kill myself. He also said to the police and on this that he never had pushed the trigger of the gun, that it just went off. And that's just I mean, I think that is a lie. I mean, we tell ourselves these things. Who knows if Alec even believes that? But um, I think, you know, I think he pulled the trigger because he didn't expect there to be a live round in there, you know. And also we found out that Alec uh, did not go through the the safety protocol. He didn't do the rehearsal the way you're supposed to do the rehearsal. And, uh, but the armor is also getting charged because she didn't properly, you know, she didn't say, no, we've got to do this. So it's a really tough, tough situation on top of a tragic situation anyways. But there are, you know, unfortunately for Alec, you know, there are laws uh, that, that you have to abide by. And this is, you know, obviously involuntary means that he did not mean to do this. It was not planned or anything like that um we'll see what happens i mean i was looking at paparazzi photos of ilaria she was wearing a shirt that said human and i was like oh ilaria don't let's not do messaging right now 
But it was tragic in the sense that, it, like, she was going out of, you know, their very nice New York apartment to bring the kids in from school. And it was just seemed like a clusterfuck of paparazzi. And I was like, oh, that's just putting on a, putting a hat on top of a hat. Like, it's too much. It's like tragedy on top of tragedy. Don't let these don't bring these kids into this. And whatever, whatever your personal feelings about Alec Baldwin and always, already there's a tragic death of this this uh, amazing cinematographer. And she leaves behind, I believe, uh, a son and a husband. Um, so this will go to trial. We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, Alec, of course, is not, you know, he's saying this is a miscarriage of justice. We'll see what happens. Um, and it's just, it's what do you say? I, I was kind of shocked, though. I really didn't think they would charge him. But the, uh, the people involved in the case said they knew pretty early that they were going to charge him. And I'm like, why did it take this long? I don't know enough. I'm going to try to do more research on this and talk to you guys a little bit about what the likelihood of uh, of him actually serving time. Like he could serve actual time. And I just uh, I'm very curious what the defense will be. Uh, I mean, listen, I, you know, it's hard. I was just making fun of Alec the other day because he asked for people to go follow his wife, Ilaria, who is um who's Spanish. And, he's, you know, he said for her birthday. I want everybody to go out and follow my wife. The best person I know. The best person I know. If you could go out and I would love it. He was being nice, Alec. And uh, I don't know. He has just had an extreme run of bad luck. Um, but I also wonder, and this is just me, unfortunately, going down the rabbit hole. We've seen so much about his family and so much about Ilaria since this has happened. I know Ilaria has always been out there showing off the kids, but Alex really jumping in so much more uh, than I'm used to seeing. And I always wondered if that was out there to kind of pull at the sympathy strings, but who knows? I, I hope not. Um, and it's just, like I said, a tragedy all the way around, but I wanted to talk to you guys about it. Okay. Okay. I want everybody take a break, go pee, do what you need to do. I'm going to play a commercial here and then we're going to come back and we are going to do Real Housewives of Miami, baby. Are you ready to feel the heat? I'm telling you, feel the heat! Recording stopped. Okay, you guys, now is the part of the show that I love, and we are talking about our sponsors. And this week, So Bad It's Good is sponsored by our friends over at Rocket Money. Uh, Rocket Money is kind of my favorite new app. And I got to be honest with you guys right up top, um, is that I knew about Rocket Money before they were even a sponsor because I heard it on another show and I was like, whoa, advertising really works. And this thing is awesome. So let's get into it. Let me tell you what this is. Um, but if your New Year's goals, we're still only two weeks into the New Year. So, you know, is to manage your money better. That is, I think, should be a goal for everybody to try to save money. And that is where Rocket Money comes in. So you can say goodbye to last year's outdated, disorganized methods of managing your money and say hello to Rocket Money, the better way to hack your finances in 2023. So Rocket Money, it's formerly known as Truebill, and it is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills 
all in one place. So over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Like this is, I, I would actually say 90%. I don't think there's a person I know that doesn't forget about subscriptions because they get it. They, that's how they get it. I was thinking about this tonight. How many people just depend on us forgetting? Like in our real lives, but also with everything that we buy, they just depend on us not ever. Like they'll never cancel. They don't know. Like they'll never. But that's where rocket money comes in. They are actually on the case, making sure you know what things that you have and helping you to decide what you need to cancel to save money. Um, think about it. Streaming services you bought just to watch one show on, uh, the free trial that you never even used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you stop paying for the ones you don't want. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. That's another thing I want to expand on here. Really, as I get older, I just want things to be simple. Don't you? It's all, everything's such a hassle. But this, they tell you, you click a button and it's done. You simply find the subscription you don't want and you press cancel. And Rocket Money, they cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. So this is something that even at dinner tonight, I was with my sister, uh, my sister, my nephew, my brother-in-law, my mom and dad. My niece is away. Um, so Sorry, I don't, I don't know why I needed to give my whole family uh, location, but... I told them about this and everyone at the table, my mom was like, Ooh, that sounds amazing. And my sister loved it. They both are canceling Disney plus which you can do through rocket money. Uh, I have subscriptions. I didn't even realize I had entertainment weekly, which doesn't even publish anymore. I still have a subscription to how is that possible? Thank you. Run rocket money. I do not any longer. Um, so stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash so bad. That's rocketmoney.com slash so bad. You guys check it out. Do it for me. Do it for the show, but also do it for you. $720. That's a lot of money that you can spend on coming to see me live. Dates announcing soon. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad.
Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Okay, folks, let's feel the rush together. I'll make you blush. I'll feel the rush. Miami. Real Housewives of Miami is doing the Lord's work if the Lord made reality shows. I just put out just a great Housewives season, and it just reminds me and a lot of us watching what we really love about these shows. And it starts with strong relationships. It starts with the relationships between these women. I mean, listen, today, the Larza Dr. Nicole episode, or the scenes that I saw today on episode, what is it, nine or 10 that came out today, are just amazing. I mean, it just shows these women when they're strong and they've got backbone and they're not criminals, what can come from it? It's just, it's magical to not have to worry about somebody bilking elderly out of money. Uh, but it's just so much more than making fun of Jen Shaw. Like it really shows the glamour, um, you know, the colors are so vibrant. It's just, it makes me happy. I watch it with a smile on my face. I don't hate watch this show. I love watch this show. And it reminds me how fun it is to look forward to something for the right reasons. Like, I am here for the right reasons. Um, so this episode is episode five. It's called Destination Divorce. <laughs> it's a solid title. Um, you know, if we were to derive, you know, the clues from the title of what the show is about, I would say, okay, somebody's getting a divorce and the destination, destination means usually kind of alluding to a vacation. So I would guess that this show, they're gonna, these ladies are going to go on a vacation and somebody's going to get divorced. And we're right about both of those. The show description that they give Peacock, it says, as the ladies head to Key West, they wonder what's wrong with Lisa. It's <laughs> a very simple. <laughs> By the way, I feel like people like people do that, like people all the time worry about me. Like, you know, as my mom went to the ball, she worried about Ryan. What's wrong with Ryan? Um and uh, last week we had that pool party where Lenny had the hot mic moment where, no, no, I don't want to sleep with Lisa because I would be cheating on the girl I care about. The 25 year old that says I'm a, <laughs> that I'm an Adonis. <laughs> you know, where, I mean, where do you really go with this, Lenny? Obviously, like let's take this down the road a little bit. Say this 25 year old uh, is the love of your life, right? Say, throw it all out the window and she loves you for you, not the money. Thanks truly, you're great looking. And even you, you know, you're not spectacular looking anymore and probably never have been. Not, you know, listen, you've had to, having the gift you have with shaping women's fake boobs 
has provided you such a great lifestyle that you've had access to women that most guys like you never would. Let's just be honest. Let's call a spade a spade, right? You know, you still, you know, but this one, Lisa, you got, you, you had a family with, you had kids with, and now you're in love with this 25 year old who says that she's in love with you as well. And listen, man, I, I hope it's true, but regardless, what do you got? Like another good 15 years where you're on your feet where, you know, you could really kind of hold that money thing close. But then what's, you know, what is it? she's going to like, you think she's going to be with you? She's, you think five years from now, she's going to be like, ah, Lenny's in his sixties. I love this. I love it. This is amazing for me. This is fun. You think you, you think you're going to have kids with her? Listen, I could be wrong. I mean, maybe, maybe this truly is Romeo and Juliet, but at the end of that, I think they died. Um, so I just, I feel like these people are always short-sighted of like, you know, usually, what is that, um, that thing where it's like the most obvious, uh, answer is usually correct. And it's like, really think about this, man. Like, you know, you'd be like, wow, I can't believe I'm so lucky to get a hot person like that. Yeah. It's, it's not luck, man. She really digs that you have money, that you're, you're wealthy. And, uh, that's, that's it. It's not like, she's like, holy shit, what an Adonis. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, you even know, like, this whole season before this is all talked about how you were dropping weight, trying to get back in shape, because you knew that you were nothing in the looks department compared to this, or even your wife, Lisa. So, whatever. So, uh, that was last week, this party. So, at the beginning, I always love that they do in this episodes that they don't do on Bravo Housewives, is that they show you scenes that you're going to see in this episode. So, we see Lisa talking to the women and crying and, you know, she's saying, like... Uh, you know, we just finished having this amazing pool party at the house with all of our friends. And I thought everything was going amazing. And we see that flashback of her with Lenny taking pictures at the pool party. And she's like, put your hands around me like you love me because you do. And we're like, no, Lisa, stop talking like this. Every time you do this, it's embarrassing because we all know what happened. Um, and then she goes, in the blink of an eye, my life changed. And then on the screen, it comes up three days later. And we see Lisa talking to the women again. I wasn't going to come, but I planned this. And I don't know if my marriage is going to survive. I think it's over. I do have to say the colors in this scene, all the women, what they're wearing, it's so bright. It's so flamboyant in the best way. It really contrasts with Lisa crying, but you're seeing all these bright colors. So you're like, I think I'm really happy watching this. <laughs> and Alexia goes, is there even... <laughs> Is there anybody else involved? <laughs> Sorry. Is there anybody else involved? And Lisa goes, there is. And everybody's like, oh, oh no. And Marisol's like, you need to go find a home for you and the kids. What? He's telling you to move? Whoa. And then Lisa's like, he's lost his fucking mind. He's lost his fucking mind. We see the taglines. Miami. When the, I like Julia's tagline. When the chicken fly the coop, it's time for this mama bird to come out. Because her thing is she raises chickens and all her kids left her. <laughs> so she's lonely. Julia's whole, and I like Julia a lot. She's very granola. She's very, like, and she'll just look like she knows your secrets. She'll be like, mm. And her whole storyline is just that she's lonely and she wants her kids back, even though her kids are growing away. Even Martina Natra Trilova, who she's married to, is like, no, Julia, they're gone. They're gone, Julia. Stop. 
Stop. Come on, Julia. No. Um, Lisa is heartbreaking. You, you may steal my castle, but you'll never steal my crown. Okay. Okay. Um, we get shots of water boats, Miami, a lot of, you see a lot of just water on these little interstitial shots. Um, the song they have like, feel the sunshine on your shoulders, feel the sunshine on your shoulders. Lars is in the kitchen. Uh, her daughter, Sophia, 13, and she's, Lars is like, can you help me clean the fridge? This Lars, like I always say, kind of a light voice, but and she always looks like she's smiling, like she's about to like, she's thinking of the worst thing that she could ever pin on you. She's like, I'm going to say she murdered somebody. Yeah. But her daughter, uh, Sophia, 13, is like, help me clean out the fridge. And she's always shooting in her kitchen. Do you guys notice that? I'm like, it must be a really good shooting space and all the natural light coming in. Um, and there's a lot of expired foods in the fridge. Could you imagine a Larza Pippin fridge? You know that girl is, I mean, you know, like she's dirty, right? <laughs> we love Larza, but, you know, she probably doesn't clean the fridge. She literally was pulling out these limes, you guys. They all had hair on them. Did you see the limes? Did you see them? I saw them. I paused. A lot of hair, a lot of fuzz. I mean, this is not good for her daughter to see. And I just can only imagine, you know, there's like a head in there. Um, everything's expired. We cut to Alexia with Frankie, her son. I love Frank. I say this. Every- I love Frankie so much. And Alexia's like, you can help me with the grocery list, Frankie. And uh, she- she's like, uh, eggs, eggs. Uh, we need jelly, jelly. And he's spelling the list for her. And. You know, he's like, okay, Frankie, so, ja, 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 like jelly, you know, and he's like, Justin Bieber. And he's like, yes, Frankie, just like Justin Bieber. We can invite him over. <laughs> Cut to Gertie. She's with her son, Liam, nine, and they have a confetti cannon for one of her events. And she's like, when you twist the, the, the confetti cannon, it's going to blow all over the place so you can experience what it's like to be at a Gertie party. And they pop it, and the kid's like, yay! We cut to Lisa Hochstein FaceTiming on her computer with Marisol. And uh, Marisol is always, I just assume she's drunk now. Now, that's not even like a bad thing. I think Marisol's completely fine with me saying stuff like that. But uh, Marisol picks up and she's like, oh, the girls are out, Lisa. They look good because she's showing cleavage. And Lisa says, I am really excited about going to the Florida Keys. We need to plan something amazing because it's Alexia's birthday. And Marisol's like, 100%. I want to make sure eh, we do something special. And Lisa's like, I want to make sure everyone is happy. That's the key word, happy. And Marisol's like, you should just uninvite everyone and go with me because I'm the funnest. We cut to Julia and Martina in the kitchen. Her daughter calls to say she's pulling up. Her 16-year-old daughter is in from uh, Paris uh, on a break from school. And, you know, Julia's like, I'm coming, coming, coming. We meet Emma, 16, who we saw last season. She's like, hi, mom. And this is just a very angsty teen. But, you know, she's nice. And, uh, you know, Julia's freaking out. She's like, look at you. Look at you. I kiss you on the mouth. And a talking head, she goes, Emma is finishing up her high school in Paris. And she's been with her dad. She's been away for a year. I find it physically impossible to live without my daughters around. And she's asking tons of questions of Emma. She's like, what, is, has, what else is happening in Paris? How are your grades? And she's like, they're good, mom. You know, look at me. How are your grades? And Emma's like, Mom, you haven't been to a teacher's conference since the sixth grade. Uh. 
And like, you don't even know the name of my school, mom. And she's like, Emma, Emma. And Emma's like, what school do I go to? And Julia's like, oh my God. In a talking head, Julia goes, it doesn't necessarily make me a bad mother. I just get lost in translation sometimes. Uh, the daughter asks Julia, how is Miami? What have I missed here? It's like, well, the farm is getting a lot of work done since you've seen it last. And Martina, I hope she will be ready to spend more time there. Because right now it's just me. It's very lonely. In a talking head, she says, being an empty nester is something I feel every hour of every day. I don't rush home anymore because it reminds me of my girls not being there. And we used to have we used to have a routine. We do this and this and this with all the girls on the weekends. By the way, that's what I was thinking. Has there ever been a great movie about empty nesters, about their kids going to school and what the parents do that first year? I feel like that's ripe for a good parody movie. I'm sure it's already out there. Um, so in a talking head, she goes, and now we have all the time on our hands and I don't know what to do with it. The, Julia is really struggling. You can truly feel that this season. They go out on the dock with their coffee. And in a talking head, uh, Julia goes, with Martina, I feel this kind of distance between us. And uh, in a flashback, she's talking with Martina saying, like, I need those girls to come back. And Martina's like, well, they're not coming back. And she goes, I need to feel rooted. And Martina's like, you need the kids to feel rooted? <laughs> By the way, you guys, these accents, get, for me, get worse and worse. I hope you enjoy them. Because they're, I realize how, I think every one of these sound like Putin. <laughs> Martina's like, you need the kids to feel rooted? And Julia's like, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Martina goes, well, that's a problem. That's a problem. And Julia asks Emma, do you think you can come back to Miami this summer? And you can tell she doesn't want to. And she goes, well, what about my birthday? My 50th birthday? And she's like, mom, I'm in school. And she goes, when you have your baby one day, Emma, you will feel exactly the same way my mom felt when she let me go. But I was always calling her. And she's like, mom, I call you all the time. We literally talked way too much this week. Emma, there is no such thing. Never say that to your mother. And she's like, I'm kidding, Mom. I like talking to you. Can you say it nice, Emma, please? Mom, you're being so annoying. She sounds kind of like Austin. Like, Madison! Madison, get out! I don't know why these girls are here. Yeah, I don't know why they're in my bed at 7 in the morning. My favorite video with Austin where he's poking down his boner. He's like, I don't even know. Dude, my penis has a mind of its own, Madison. I can't control it. Yeah, there is girls here. You, they, I think they're homeless. You want them to sleep on nothing? <laughs> Sorry. Um, we cut to... Uh, Lisa with the kids. She has a really cute, cute relationship with her her son and daughter. Uh, I believe the son is six and her daughter's two. Logan's six. Elle is two. And Lisa's like, I'll make you protein pa uh, pancakes, boo-boo. And the son's like, can I help make it, mom? Okay, we're going to put cottage cheese in here. You know why I love these healthy pancakes. Uh, and Logan asks to stir. 
And then the daughter wants to stir, and Logan lets the daughter stir, and Lisa's like, well, that just melts my heart. And then Logan is just eating raw eggs, which, you know, I mean, it's good for the protein thing. I saw that in Rocky once, but it's probably not healthy. Uh, the doorbell rings, and there's a guy at the door with a bag. And initially, I was like, oh, shit, is she getting served with divorce papers in front of her kids? And it's it's not that, because she's like, well, we put our dog Jax down a week ago, and we have a flashback to that scene a couple weeks ago. She's like, it's been extremely painful. We discussed and planned going to speak to the children united front and explain about life and death, which has got to be such a big conversation. We get a flashback to Lenny at that dinner outside their house with Lisa. And he's like, did you find how we should talk to the kids about it? And Lisa goes, well, I think it's best to explain Jax can be happier to run in heaven with all the other doggies. And... uh you know, she goes, but I know Lenny's job is very demanding. And then we see Lisa calling him in a flashback and the answering machine answers, which is like, what kind of office lets the answering machine if you are as big as you say you are? And it goes, you've reached the office of world-renowned celebrity plastic surgeon, Dr. Leonard Huckstein. And she's like, hey, babe, what time are you home to talk to the kids? Just a little bit about Jax. Please let me know. In a talking head, Lisa goes, sometimes I get frustrated, by, but I know he, he could... If he could be here, he would. She brings Logan into a different room and she tells her son, she goes, remember, you wanted to talk about Jax? And he goes, yeah, what's in that bag? (laughs) And I'm like, what's in the box? And I was like, oh, man, you're going to have to tell this kid about, like, you know, dog death, but also it's going to be on camera. Like, that's just tough. Um, She brings the box out. It's like this beautiful wooden box. And she's like... This is Jax's ashes. I don't even know if I would know what ashes are as a kid. And he goes, open it. (laughs) And she goes, we don't open it. And he goes, why? Because inside is Jax's remains. (laughs) It's so intense. Oh, shit. And she goes, Logan, you asked me how quickly it takes for Jax to get to heaven. Well, I'm happy to report he's running around right now. He's looking down at us. He's looking over you. He saw you eat the raw eggs. He saw you... You touch your little private part earlier and not wash your hands. He's watching everything. He's going to be by our side forever. Do you have any questions? And he goes, Logan goes, no, 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 no. And he goes, yeah, I, I want to hold Jax. And Lisa goes, it's amazing. He's here with us right now, Logan. And then Logan goes, can I put him in my room? And she goes, yeah, of course. And in Talking Head, she goes, it's not easy to explain and raise these children more so by myself. We cut to Logan's room, and this motherfucker has a race car room. I think I said this before. He has a race car bed and this cool race car cabinet where it, like, looks like it's a place to, like, fix cars. But, like, you can put stuff in it, like clothes and stuff. And I was like, damn, do they make this for adult boys? Like, fuck. Oh, oh my God. Do you guys remember when you were a kid... Boy kids, more I think, but they had underoos and they were like, you could have like Superman underoos or Batman underoos. And it was like, you know, I remember wearing those as a kid and going like, fuck, I'm like basically Superman. This is like the underwear Superman wears. And it would have the shirt, it would have the Superman logo. And I was like, they need to sell underoos for adults. I mean, they probably do, but I didn't check it out. But I was like, I just remember feeling so powerful in my Superman underoos. And I had Batman underoos too, and that was fascinating and very interesting. But anyways, this kid in his race car bed, I'm just like, damn, man, this kid is awesome. Um, They put Jax's ashes in the race car dresser. I also just think like, really, we're going to leave the ashes? Like, Lisa, we're going to leave the ashes with Logan? Logan's six. Like, 
What's to say he's not just going to pop that thing open and just be like, let's play with the powder. Woo. Um, in a talking head, Lisa goes, he's, you know, Lenny's gone a lot, but he, he does. He he's, does his best to make time for the kids when he's not chasing pussy. And Lisa goes, I love you, Jax. I miss you. And she continues with the talking head, but Lenny's a surgeon and he has a very busy schedule and he provides an amazing life for me and the children. And at the end of the day, I know what I signed up for. And I'm like, Lisa, I I wonder what the psychology there is. That's why Lisa, I hope, and I'm not joking in any way. I hope she is getting the, the, the therapy that she needs because think about this. Like, you know, like I'm sure back when she was like in Vegas, a cocktail server, when they met, you know, probably people said like, Hey man, like, you know, like he's after you for your looks. And I'm sure everybody was after Lisa for her looks. And it's just got to be so hard then when you see somebody younger, like this, you know, this not better model. Cause I think Lisa's beautiful, but just having to keep up with all of this shit because that's, and she goes, you know, she says, I know what I signed up for. I mean, basically I was thinking, I was thinking may way more about this than my own divorce today. And I was thinking like, you know, hopefully in a way, you know, that she really wasn't depending too much on Lenny for any kind of emotional need. You know, she was used to him and they have two kids together, which is just something that you can never take away. But like, obviously he was gone so much and having this whole other life that hopefully this is not going to be as rough waters in terms of that emotional support. Um, so she just says, it is just what it is. We cut two shots of Miami at night. We see a carousel, a carousel, carousel. We see our carousel, a carousel. My God, carousel. What the fuck is a carousel? Pull it together, Ryan. You're a professional podcaster. Um, we're at Zuma Restaurant, and we see Larza Pippen, and she is in a ridiculous outfit, as always. Like, they're, they're, like these pieces, these strips cut out around the boob area and the butt area. And uh, Larza says... Uh, you know, she's meeting her, her, she's going on a date with her friend Ari. And she said, you know, she's wanting to get back there on the dating scene. And she figured, why not try somebody that she's friends with? And she says, oh my God, there's so many people here tonight. Zoom is one of my favorite restaurants. And Ari's like, yeah, good spot, good spot. And she tells Ari, she goes, I called Zuma earlier and I asked if the chef could teach us how to make sushi. But by the way, you guys, if you go out to dinner this this weekend, please call ahead and go, hey, go to Outback Steakhouse and call and go, hey, can the chef teach me how to make a T-bone? I'm bringing in I'm bringing in somebody special. We'd love to come back and just get make some fries with you or something. <laughs> Everybody do that. Call wherever you're going and go, hey, is there any way we can go in there and just make a salad with you or something like a Caesar a Caesar salad potentially? Can we, can we, can we fry up some calamari with you? I always like love the effort they put in these reality shows where it's like, oh, the magic. Look, look we're backstage at Zuma making sushi. Okay. Ooh. Oh, is that a California rule? Oh my God. I never knew how they made it. Oh, it's magical. Oh, this is love. Like, what is it? Like a bachelor, a bachelorette challenge? Like, what are you doing? Just talk. All I want to see is you guys talk. Just say some stupid shit at the table. Eat some bread. I don't care. Fucking go back on your couch. I don't need any of this shit. Just talk. 
Who's this? Everybody like, oh, look, oh, look, they're in the kitchen now. Oh, my God. Ooh, this is incredible. Wow, they have all the appliances back. <laughs> I never, never knew what a professional kitchen looked like. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Having Lars back there can't help with the grading. This restaurant has gone down to a C. <laughs> Sorry, I actually really love Larsa. Except Larsa, she kind of like looked like a dick today in today's new episode with Dr. Nicole. But anyways, she's trying to, you know, see what dating's like and... Um, she goes, uh, oh my God, isn't it weird, Ari? I, isn't it weird that I never drank and now I drink? Like, sure. And he goes, liquid courage. <laughs> In a talking head, uh, Larsa goes, I feel like dating for me is really challenging. Like the quantity is there, but the quality isn't, isn't, you know, like, how do you meet guys in 2022? I have to hang out in law rooms. Cause I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> We're like, we can see, man, you're dating Michael Jordan's son. Also. I know a lot of people like Larsa a lot. I do too. But I got to say, I was talking to even my trainer. I talked to this. I, I now bring this up just to everybody. I think Larsa needs to give up the Pippin name. Like, give it up. It's not your name. It's not your name. Like, honestly, like, you, like, it's just give that name up. It's not you. It's not your name. Like, no, I feel like you shouldn't have that name. And the dating of the Michael Jordan son, I'm sorry. That is Tom Petty. You know what I'm saying? That is Petty. It's Tommy Petty, baby. Um, Ari is an entrepreneur, Larza says, and they've been friends for a long time. And she's like, I'm trying to date guys outside the basketball world because Ari is a friend. It's a safe space for me instead of going out with a stranger. Uh, the guy is teaching them how to make sushi. Real fascinating, you guys. And Ari's like, there's a reason I only usually do Uber Eats. <laughs> and she goes, Ari, I'm obsessed with you, but your role doesn't look good. The role he made. He goes, looks can be deceiving. It'll probably taste bomb. Huh, quick, smell my fingers. And Larza in a tiny head goes, I feel like when I go on dates, I find myself comparing guys to Scotty. I love that's like a big revelation. Yeah, of course. You were married to him for like 21 years. She goes, Scotty was very romantic and sweet. And it's hard to meet those guys today. It's hard to meet a guy in touch with their emotional side. And with the last name of Pippin. <laughs> you know, I don't feel like that there's many nice guys out there. And Larza says, oh, my role is the best thing I've ever had in my life. And she goes, I feel like when I find the right guy, a bulb or a light will strike me. Ari is safe and friendly, but I don't really see him as husband material, which is just amazing. Ari's got to be watching this going, what the fuck? You slept with me that night, bro. What are you talking about? And the producer asks Larza, goes, are you going to tell Ari that? And she goes, no, I'm already good. I just want to meet the person who's right for me and sail off into the sunset. Well, you met him a long time ago. He was Michael Jordan's son, and he was 12 years old when you originally met him. Um, <clears throat> we cut to shots of Miami. We're back at Julia's, and Martina comes down, and the girls are in the kitchen, and they're making a, a, a Russian dish. And uh, Julia's like, Emma, do you know how to cut cucumbers? Come on. And Emma's like, yeah, Mom, I know how to cut them. And, and, and then Julia's like, stop being a little smart butt. Don't be a little smart butt, which is a great... I want to use smart butt. You're a little smart butt, everybody. You baddies out there listening. You're smart butts. Who's got their smart butt on? On Friday, we have our smart butts. Um, 
Martina comes down and goes, hi, honey. Hey, there's Emma. Emma, how are you doing? You're doing good. I don't know why I've made him an old Mexican. I don't know why I've made Martina natural of an old Mexican man. She's very gruff. They're making Sveklonic, Sveklonic, and it looks good, actually, until, like, it looked like a really healthy salad, and then they start pouring Kool-Aid over it. I'm like, is this like a cold soup? What are are they pouring over? They never explain it. They just said Sveklonic, and I'm like, okay, cool. And then when they started pouring the blood or the Kool-Aid over it, I was like, I'm out. Um, She kisses her daughter again, and and I was like, Mom, stop! She's like, I don't get enough of you for you to tell me to stop. And Martina goes, she's 16 years old, Julia. She doesn't want those kisses. And Julia says, Julia goes, says who? Says her, Martina says. Mom, I have an idea. Pinky promise. You can't get mad at me. And they pinky pinky promise. She's like, Martina, you too. And then the daughter's like, I got my scooter license and I'm going to get a scooter in Paris. And Martina goes, well, it's got to be okay. And Julia's like, it's not okay, Martina. And uh, she goes, Mom, I've already got my license. I've driven with a guy. And Julia's like, I used to have a scooter when I was modeling. And I had a Rottweiler named Rocky. And I know how dangerous it is. I think I miss, like saw this because I was like, what does that have to do with your Rottweiler? Like, I had a scooter. I was modeling. I had my Rottweiler Rocky. And I know how dangerous it is. I'm like, okay, but we're talking about the scooter right now. She didn't say she got a Rottweiler, too. And the daughter's like, Mom, stop! And Martina says, you did it. She's You did it with the scooter, Julia. She's going to do it. And then Martina goes, you, do you have a helmet? And the girl's like, no. Well, you should wear a helmet every time, Martina says. And Julia yells like, ah! Martina goes, Julia, don't yell! And Martina goes, I said it's stupid for her not to have a helmet. Can I speak? Do not yell. It's stupid not to wear a helmet, Emma. Can you promise me you'll wear a helmet? And Emma's like, yeah, I swear. And then Julia's like, how do we know she's telling the truth? We have to trust her, Julia. And Julia goes, take the metro. <laughs> Julia goes, take the metro. <laughs> and Emma goes, where people can jerk off on you? And I was like, damn. And then Julia's like, Emma, stop being a smart ass. And Martina says, can we stop this? Can we be done with this? I'm serious. Julia, I'm done, okay? Martina means business, dude. Dude, Martina, you know, lays it down in the bedroom. She's like, I ain't fucking around. My team is Martina. We're about to do doubles on... (laughs) We're about to do a U.S. Open. Or whatever those tennis tournaments are called. More shots of Miami's boats. Nicole is taking all the ladies out today on their really fancy boat that Anthony owns. Uh, They have a captain named Captain Anthony, not to be confused with Anthony, her husband. And Nicole's like, I invited a couple of friends for a cruise. It's very, you know. And she warns the captain. She's like, I'm just warning you. I have a couple of spicy, sassy Brazilian friends who are single. And you have been warned. And she's mainly talking about Adriana. Alexia comes in. uh, Gertie comes. And she goes, I love the vitamin D is calling me. Gertie must not get out in the sun a lot. Uh, she's very excited. She has the day off and she just lets everybody know. And a talking head, Gertie says, I want to recharge and be in the moment and have fun and be present. Not with my family, but here. Um, they're talking about Julia bringing Elvis, her goat, to that uh, Lars's dog party last episode. And she said, uh, Julia is making him really cool diapers so he can be socialized and, you know, bring him places, Alexia says. 
And they're like, I don't really think you can train a goat, but you can, you know, you can bring him everywhere. And then Alexia goes, just like Marisol. <laughs> we cut to a reunion clip from last season and, and we have a super cut of Marisol going, Andy, I have a weak bladder. I need a bathroom. And then it's like, Andy, I need to go again. And Andy's like, that's why you don't bring an eight liter bottle of vodka. Her cocky. She has her cocky, the cocktail. I have a cocky, a stiff cocky. Adriana comes in in a very colorful getup, always very color colorful, and uh, they're all waiting for Lisa, and she's not there. And Alexia says, "Well, I know she's late, but this is a little much." Nicole calls her and goes, "I hope everything's okay. We love you. Bye." Nicole in a talking head says, "Lisa is usually late, but I expected a text message to not, you know, her not to show up is weird." They get going. It's a really nice fucking boat. All the girls dig the captain. Captain. I mean, it seems like their life is a definition of work hard, play hard. Um, Captain Anthony's last name is Lopez, which is her husband's name as well. And she goes, double the trouble, double the fun. I would not want, if my, if I had another wife and we had a boat, I mean, all of a sudden I'm having things that I'll never have. But if I, all that came true and then I had a, a boat captain named Ryan Bailey and then my wife said, double the trouble, double the fun, I would fire that boat captain. I'd be like, no, he's our boat captain. I'm the fun. We're not doubling it. He drives the boat. No, no double trouble, double fun. No, no, no. Um, we get shots of the boat. Uh, there's like all these really nice appetizers laid out. This smoked mahi-mahi fish dip with caviar on top. The boat's going fast now. Can you picture it, you guys? Am I painting a picture? Vroom, vroom, vroom. They said anchor, and Gertie is telling Alexis once again that she's happy that she's there. Uh, Todd, uh, Alexia goes, Todd said our goals are Gertie and Russell. And Gertie says, I want you to know I'm not only your service provider, I'm your friend. And, you know, sometimes I think that, you know, do you actually like me back? Gertie says to Alexia and Alexia goes, I do. And Gertie says, but this is a time for me to say done, done. You know, we move forward, done, done with all of the past. And Alexia goes, same in a talking head, um, Dirty says, despite it all, I care about Alexia, but, you know, for us to be, we, but we need to be truthful. We, we've got to work on our friendship relationship. We cut to Adriana hitting on Captain Anthony and Adriana's like, he has like this, like one of those kind of things you could lay on, like the, not pool floaties, but it's like this, I don't know what the fuck it's called. But anyways, you can lay on it. And Adriana's like, do you think we can both fit on there? And Captain Anthony's like, Yeah. It's like the love boat over here, huh? And Nicole goes, oh, my God, look at Adriana. And Adriana goes, ah, you have to take your shirt off too, Captain. And he does. And Adriana's such a horn dog. She goes, oh, baby, I'm not disappointed. Um, and Adriana goes, this Anthony Lopez is so hot, I could even consider throwing out my four-month rule. Because <laughs> remember, she won't sleep with somebody unless she's, you know, been with them for four months. Adriana says, I'm not coming in, uh, Anthony Lopez. I'm just teasing you. I just wanted to see you with your shirt off. <laughs> Lisa texted Nicole saying she's not feeling well, but she's looking forward to the Florida Keys trip. And uh, Nicole goes, hey, by the way, my husband is going to fly us down in his private jet. And Alexia says, ah, yay. Everybody's like, yay. And then Alexia goes, oh, by the way, Adriana loves all our husbands. And Adriana's like, no, hey, I would go for Todd before I go for Lenny, Adriana teases. Alexia says, well, you know, is this, is this, 
Is this Lisa's party? Because there's never any guys there. It's just all girls talking about the Florida Keys trip. In a talking head, Alexia says, Lenny and Lisa's parties, they're awful. There's naked girls in, you know, their 20s. And I'm looking at all the guys there. They're all married. I know all their wives. And they're just standing around looking at all these women. And Adriana goes... They're all useless. They have no brains. Then she's mad at those thirsty bitches. You know, come for Lenny. But she brings them to her house. She brings them to her husband. Uh, Nicole says, yeah, you know, they're not like sixes either. All these women are tens. Nicole says, you know, I walked in there and Anthony is in the room literally with ten chicks at Lenny's at the bar hanging out. Like, you know, and I'm like, Anthony, I'm watching you. I'm watching you. And they're talking head. Nicole goes, I don't think I would want, uh, you know, I would want that if Anthony had half-naked chicks laying around. Alexia goes, no way I would be okay with having those girls around Todd. No way. And Gertie says, well, that may work for Lisa and Lenny, but not for me. And Russell, no, 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 no. You're fired. Goodbye. Goodbye. Adriana says, I would never bring these girls, they're all tight, they're half my age, into my husband's realm. No, Sorry. Uh, in a talking head, she goes, in Miami, most men, after they reach a certain age, they see themselves aging and they want to get rid of the old wife and get a young one. And you have to keep your guy close to you. It's ridiculous. I mean, this mentality, you guys, to me, it's so sad and fascinating because you're like, oh, shit, this really does go on. And it's like, it, you know, they make it seem like it, it's a war out there. You know, a lot of women complain about guys, you know, just not being good in the first place and ghosting and all this stuff. But all these rich dudes, they have to worry about actually keeping their dude. And I'm like, man, is it ever just about love? Is it ever just about like, and I'm asking that as a serious question. Like, I don't know. Is it just about like, man, I like the fuck out of you. You know, I just like being around you. You make me feel at ease. I like to laugh. I like to, you know, you make me feel like myself. Is it about that? It just doesn't seem like it's about that for anybody. Anyways, they head back from the boat. Uh, more shots of Miami. Nicole is now putting clothes together for the trip. Anthony comes in and goes, hey, babe, we only have eight seats on the plane. And she goes, well, Lars is not going on the plane because little plane scare. And she goes, oh, OK, well, you don't want to be on our little plane. We cut to Larza um, and she is on the phone uh, with, uh, Kiki, I think. And yeah, Larza is like, I'm bringing a green dress. Is it too much like key lime pie? And then Julia is taking her truck cause she has to give medicine to her dog. So she's bringing her dog and the truck. It's wild. What's going on over at Julia's, uh, Julia is showing her daughter, Emma dresses. Julia's very hippie to me. You know, we cut to Alexia and, uh, you know, she's, showing Frankie what she's going to bring. And she's like, oh, look, Frankie, leopard print. And he goes, oh. And she's like, you like it? And he goes, yeah, I like it. And Alexia's like, it's my birthday. It's going to be my birthday. I'm going to wear it. Um, there's a full fucking tiger on like one of her prints. And Frankie's like, mommy, how old are you turning? And she's like, how old do you think I am? And he goes, 25. And she goes, oh, thank you. I love you. We cut to Miami Executive Airport where Anthony's private plane is out. And his fucking attorney logo is on the side. It's amazing. What is that? So you can get like business in the air. Like if like a Delta flight passes, they're like, oh, that that private jet says Anthony attorney. Let's go with him, hon. Um, Gertie, it says, I am happy to travel in style as she gets there. Alexia pulls up. Adriana pulls in. Everybody is looking fabulous. Anthony is sitting with his arms crossed in the pilot seat, just waiting to go. And Nicole goes, the flight time is only like 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> Can you imagine? Adriana says, uh, 
Are we going to wait longer for Lisa than we're even flying? Because they're waiting for Lisa again. They have champagne pulled out. We cut to Larza and Kiki in a car picking up Marisol, and they all scream. They're like, um, they're like Marisol, and Marisol's like, I'm coming, I'm coming. I need some help with the luggage. And Larsa's like, did she come out with a drink right now? And she goes, it's my orange ju- juice, which you know it's vodka. We cut to Marisol saying, in the talking head, she goes, my drink is empty. She's turning more and more into her mom. I say that every day. She's like, my drink is empty. And she's like, oh, thank God I have a backup. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, we cut back to the plane. Alexia texts Lisa, is everything all right? We cut to the car. Marisol says, okay, we're going to play a game. It's called Bad People, and there's some really naughty questions in here. Okay, who is most likely to take part in a bukkake? And Kiki goes, what's a bukkake? And Kiki reads from her phone. She's like, oh, it's a sexual practice. Multiple men ejaculate on the face of individual woman. Um, uh, and Marisol goes, oh, bukkake. Oh, in a talking head. <laughs> Marisol goes, no, bueno, no, this is no, bueno. And Marisol asks, Okay, what is a dirty Sanchez? <laughs> Kiki goes, you should know that. It's Spanish. And Marisol's like, that's not Spanish. That's that's not, it's a last name. And Larza is just looking at her herself in the phone, like not even listening. And then Marisol goes, what's a hot Carl? And Kiki goes, wow, hot Carl is when you put like a plastic bag on the person's face while they're having sex with you? <laughs> I've never done a hot Carl. I've never done a dirty Sanchez. I'm like, I'm like a virgin practically. I've not done any of these things. I mean, can you imagine if you're a lady, you know, and a guy's like, I really feel like we need to take this to the next level. Could I do a hot Carl on you? <laughs> Could I, have you done a, a cold Carl? <laughs> Could I start with a cold Carl and move up to a hot? And, uh, they're like, what if you die doing a hot Carl? And then one question is like, Kiki's like, most likely to masturbate on a plane? And Kiki goes, I've done it. And Marisol's like, how long? What flight? We're 11.42 a.m. back on the tar- tarmac. And Adriana says, we've been waiting over an hour for Lisa. This is ridiculous. And Dr. Nicole's like, I think American Airlines would have left your ass by now, Lisa. Adriana says, Anthony, let's do a prank and move the plane so she thinks we left. And Anthony's like, hey, this isn't my job to just taxi you guys around. I'm a lawyer. I'm not an air taxi. I still have to go to work today. We cut to them on the phone with Larza and they're like, hey, Lisa's not here. And Alexia in a talking head goes, Lisa being late is normal. And we see Lisa at the reunion last year and there, you know, she walks in late and Andy's like, hey, there's no welcome parades. You're late. Sit down. Alexia goes, but it is weird. Her not answering texts. That is weird. Anthony goes, hey, tell her we're leaving here. You know, tell her to drive or don't come. I got to leave. And a talking head, um, Dr. Nicole's like, Anthony took time out of his day and now, you know, it's an hour late to go, you know, wait for her. And then Alexia says, how do you think Anthony feels about, you know, uh, about Lenny? And Anthony says, well, you know, I don't care about Lenny. Just don't show up late to my plane. And they're like, well, if she shows up in full glam, I'm going to die. And then Lisa finally comes an hour and a half late and she comes on the plane. She goes, I have a lot going on, a lot going on. And everybody can tell something's off. And a talking head, um, 
They say, you know, I'm glad she's here, but something is really off. We cut to the car and Larsa says, Lisa showed up two hours late. And Marisol says, there must be something going on. I don't know. The plane takes off. We cut to the car and they're going to screwdrivers to a dirty Nelson. I mean, Carl. We cut to the plane landing in Florida Keys. They all clap. We're all, all of a sudden in a Mercedes Sprinter ran. Lisa goes, I'm so sorry, Anthony. I'm so sorry. And he goes, you're forgiven. By the way, there's cameras in the Sprinter van. These fucking Sprinter vans are dead. They have cameras ready to go. Looking at you, Beverly Hills. Adriana says, why were you so late? And Lisa's like, I just have a lot going on. I have a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. I really don't want to talk about it right now, but I've got a lot going on. And they're all like, okay, just say, whoops, tell us when you're ready. And the van takes off to the, I think it's Isabella Resort. The car with Larza and Marisol and Kiki get there. The resort looks cute. They've got welcome drinks. And Julia with her dog, with a big cone over the dog's head, gets there. The other Sprinter van shows up. It's 1.03 p.m. at the Isla Bella Hotel. And Lisa says, I can't believe I've never been here before. And all the girls gather all together. Marisol asks Lisa, are you okay, monkey? I can see in your face. I can tell. She's got those wise ways of her mom. And also, I hate the I hate the monkey. Like, are you okay, monkey? Like, don't call me monkey. Just call me Ryan. Or call me chimpanzee. I don't know. Lisa says, can we just get to the rooms? And Larsa says, this place is a little gym. Adriana and Julia are in a room together. Lisa gets in her room. Gertie and Nicole in a room. Lars and Kiki. They're putting their bathing suits on. Julia's feeding the dog from the sink. Letting the dog drink from the sink. Alexia and Marisol can't get in the door. They're just like, they are, they're funny as hell together. And um, they get in there. And Kiki then uh, says, Adriana blessed us with the sisters. Her tits are fully, no, sorry. Kiki says, Adriana blessed us with the sisters. And we see Adriana, her tits are practically falling out and she pulls up her dress. Alexia says, I need a drink. So, you know, I'm, I, I need a drink. I'm, Wait, no, it's so weird. I'm not with, oh yeah. Alexia goes, I need a drink. It's so weird. I'm not with Todd and the kids. And Marisol says, I learned a lot of things in the car. You know, the dirty Sanchez and the hot Carl. And she goes, I bet Alexia can't even say Carl. And Alexia's like, what's Carl? And, and Marisol's like, it's a man's name. And Alexia's like, I know Carol is like a girl, but I can't say Carl, Carl. How do you say Carl? And Alexia's like, I thought Todd was hard to pronounce, but Carl, I have to make a weird face to say it. It's a lot of work. We cut to an empty beach, and Nicole says, I'm worried about Lisa, you guys. And Gertie goes, well, it's, it just seems like it's regular motherly stress stuff, you know? We cut to Lisa, and she's on the phone with the nanny in her room. And she's saying, hey, hey, you know, you, you can't leave the kids alone. And we hear the nanny going, yesterday I was feeling good and this morning, uh, okay, but I, I'm now cold and I have a bad headache and I just, I don't feel good. And Lisa's like, well, I'm going to try to get someone to replace, but I, I can't have the kids alone. They're two and six years old. That's fucking scary. We cut to Alexia and Marisol saying... I know her. Something is wrong. You know, and Marisol's like, yeah, the minute I saw her, I knew. We cut to Lisa calling douchebag Lenny Hochstein. And he's like, yes, he's very curt. And Lisa goes, hey, the nanny called me and she said she has to leave. So I really need you to help. And like, when you get home, be there for the kids. And Lenny's like, okay, I will. But I was, I was hoping to play tennis. But if you can't find somebody, I, uh, I won't, uh, you know, just, but I want to, I want you to see if you can find someone. And Lisa's like, what the fuck? Like her face is like, huh? And 
she goes, well, I'm, I'm going to try, but I think you're going to have to cancel your tennis lesson and be with the kids because they need somebody. And Lenny's like, Lisa, if I have to do that, I'll do that. But I really like you to find somebody if you can. And she goes, I'm working on that, but I'm letting you know you'll probably have to be there. Okay. Okay. But I'd really like you to try to find somebody, Lisa. Your heart just breaks. And he's like, okay. And she goes, what the fuck are you talking about tennis? This is a fucking bullshit. Fuck the tennis. Be with your fucking kids. And he goes, I'll just come home and I'll stay home if you can't find somebody. But I'm at work right now. I have a responsibility to my patients. As soon as I'm free, I'll deal with that. I have a responsibility to put fake boobs in people. Come on, man. By the way, you guys, I just hit my glasses and I was like, they're on a necklace. They're right here. They're on a necklace. Amazing. Um, the, the, they're all out there. The hostess has set up some appetizers for them. They're all excited. They're all out there. The, all the girls are gathering. Julia goes, I got to put something in my mouth. I'm so hungry. And Adriana stays with her. All the girls go sit at another location. And Lisa says, I, you know, I think I should go home. And they're all like, you're going to leave? And Lisa goes, well, obviously, I, you know, if I, I, I don't have somebody to take care of my kids. And Mar- Marisol says, you don't have nannies? And Lisa goes, well, our nanny fell into the shower and broke her wrist. And the people filling in aren't great. And I'm dealing with stuff. And my dog just died. And it's just like everything is colliding right now. And she starts crying. And and everybody's like, oh, my God, Lisa. And Marisol says, I feel like all I ever do is give you hugs, monkey. That, you know, that's kind of like, don't point out that you have to always give somebody hugs. Like there's some basket case. And Gertie goes, you're doing the best you can. Where is the best? You know, you know, you're doing the best. You know, Um, and, uh, you know, Gertie's like, where is the best place for you to be? And Lisa's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where the best place for me is. And Alexia says, Larza says, what's going on? And Lisa goes, nothing's going on and starts sobbing. And Marisol's like, we need a stiffer cock for you. That's my medicine cocktail. So Marisol goes off and walks to get a stronger cocktail for Lisa's medicine. And Lars is like, you're never like this. And... Lisa goes, no, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. And Larza hugs her. And she goes, you guys don't know I'm having some issues, marital issues. And I just, I'm not well right now. And I just want to fix everything. That's all. And Alexia goes, you will. You just have to have the right mindset. Alexia, I love Alexia. is always so subservient. Like, you just have to give in to these men, you know? Nicole says, well, you know, you know, sometimes you have to step away you know, from things and take a couple breaths by yourself so you can get perspective on a situation. And Larza says, things will change every day. I promise you. I was married for 21 years. And Lisa goes, nothing's going to change. Nothing. He's not going to change. And Marisol says, here's your skinny margarita. Super stiff. And Lisa says, I don't know if I should be drinking with what's going on, but I, I planned this trip and I just don't know if my marriage will survive. I think it's over. And there's a pause. There's silence. And Marisol says, it's not over unless you want it to be over. It's not even up. Oh, sorry. It's not over unless you want it to be over. And Lisa goes, it's not even up to me at this point. And Alexia goes, is there someone else involved? And Lisa goes, yeah, there's someone else involved. And Alexia goes, I knew it. There's somebody else involved. I always knew. I always knew. Alexia, like, I always knew. Oh. And Lisa goes, Lenny's dating her now. He's dating her. And they all go, oh. <gasps> they all scream <gasps> like they saw a monster, you know, and she goes, she's much younger than him. And Marisol stands up like, what? What? Younger? She's been lurking around. She's been at my parties in my fucking house. And they're like, he's dating her. He's dating her. Which they had said earlier, these parties, like he was at a party. And Gertie's face is like, oh, zoiks. And 
Lisa's like, he's telling me to my face that he's dating her. This is going to be his girlfriend. And they all go, ah! They shriek. And <laughs> Alexia's like, no, Lisa, that's not fucking okay. Is he still in your same house? He's fucking in your, in your fucking house? Alexia's just like exploding. And Gertie covers her mouth like she saw a car crash. And Lisa goes, he wants to kick me out. And they shriek, ah! And the faces, I can't even do, I can't even do justice to how good this scene, how dramatic it is. It's daylight and it's just, all their faces are just amazing. They're all popping up and down like gophers. It's just, you know, and he's like, he told me you need to go find a home for you and the kids. And Marisol's like, what about a home for his kids? And Julie and Adriana, they're still eating over and they're just watching. They're like, it looks like something's going over over there, but we're really hungry. Um, and uh, Lisa goes, he's fucking lost his fucking mind. This is one of the lowest lows I've ever experienced in my life to be continued. You guys, what an episode and what a week of shows on So Bad It's Good. We are busting our butt over here. So if you could take the time to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you like it a little more, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, look at this. Look at this nice little gray number I've got going on. You can see the glasses with the uh, the 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 rubber band around them. I can wear them around my neck now. And uh, if you like it more than that, join the Patreon for a couple bucks a month. You get access to so many other episodes that aren't on here. And reminder, we are going to be covering Summer House exclusively on the Patreon. And I cannot wait to do that. But thank you guys. Thank you for all your help. Thank you for all your kind words this week. Thank you for all the stuff that you've said about my mom. And I hope you guys, what do I always say? I hope you have the best weekend ever. Eat something good. Drink something great. Hang out with the people you love. Spend some time by yourself if you can, or your kids, or just somebody that makes you smile. Watch a movie, watch a TV show, read a book, listen to music, dance like no one's watching. I mean, shit, dance like everybody's watching. Um, and uh, maybe do a little exercise if you feel like it. Read a book, read a magazine, just read. But I will see you bright and early on Monday, or I'll see you over at the Patreon baddies. Um, okay, have a great weekend, you guys. Bye. Betches.